Hello everyone, welcome to Swift Unscripted. These Swift podcasts give you, the listener, the opportunity to hear the inside story and be part of the conversation about all means all with leaders in the field of inclusive education and school-wide transformation. Today we are podcasting from Washington, D.C., where we are spending our time at the Better Together Swift Professional Learning Institute 2016. We've gathered together with, oh, 500 educators, leaders, family members, um, community members who are devoted to, committed to creating schools where all means all. And right now, we're going to be talking with Dr. Amy Carter, who is the superintendent in Meridian School District in Mississippi. Welcome, Amy. Hi. And I'm Mary Shu, and uh, Amy, we're just so happy that you had this time this afternoon to talk with us. You, um, you spent some time this afternoon also on a panel about My Brother's Keeper, which is focused on um, children of color and how they're supported and welcomed and included in equity-based education. And maybe you could tell us a little bit about um, your participation on that panel and your commitment to All Means All. Okay. Well, Mary, I'm excited about being at the PLI. I'm really excited about the opportunity to serve on the My Brother's Keeper Task Force. Working with Amy McCard and leaders across the nation is a wonderful thing because one of the things I've shared previously is we have the opportunity to come together to have tough conversations about what it takes to make education better for all children. Part of that work on the task force is um, quarterly webinars where we kind of get together, uh, conference calls where we talk about what will it take to ensure that every child in every classroom in every school district across the United States gets a fair opportunity. So working with task members, um, I'll give you this example. There's one young man on our task force, and I like to give him kudos every chance I get. So good about working with this young man. He is so articulate as it relates to giving young African American males a voice in this work of education. Sometimes we overlook or we forget the need to give students a voice, to listen to what they feel we as educators need to tweak or adjust as it relates to our practice in the classroom. I oftentimes tell first-year teachers, any teacher for that matter, how often do we sit down and listen to students tell us, okay, why is this concept important? You know, a lot of times they'll come to a classroom and they'll say, well, why do I need to know this? Or why is this important? But having the young people tell us and we actually listen and tweak our instructional practice as it relates to what is it they really want to know? And and this young man, for me... Is this David Williams? This is David yeah, Williams, yeah. Chandra's son. Yeah, he's, he's pretty fantastic. I'm going to try to convince him to um, write, do some blogging for Swift. I, I think his insight is invaluable. Yes. I think hearing the voices of young people is, you know, so important to helping us know what the next steps are in moving this movement of school-wide transformation forward. Um one area that I think you're pretty famous for, among many, but is in your efforts to engage families and community members. Maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, 
First of all, why did you establish that as a priority in your school district? Why was it so important to get families more involved in the, in the work that you're doing? And then how did you make it happen? Mary, for us, we had remnants of parental involvement. What would happen is we would have leaders that would host PTO meetings in the school, and you would have 50 teachers there and five parents. Mm. And it wasn't that I felt parents devalued the work. I think as school leaders and, and school officials, we never thought about what will it take to truly partner with parents. So one of the things that we did initially out of the gate, especially through our work with SWIFT, is we worked on a concept or developed a concept called Parent University. And what I wanted to do, I wanted to bring parents to a location. It's the main event that we host that we feel so proud of is hosted at one of our local community colleges. So some of our parents are enrolled there. Uh, it's in a friendlier neighborhood in, in town. Well, when we started this concept or started this work, what we thought about is what will it take to build trust with parents? What will it take to really give parents meaningful opportunities to be involved in their children learning? And so from that, Parent University is an opportunity for parents to go back to school in a non-threatening way. So Mary, what happens is the schools will determine what type of learning activity or exercise they want to share with parents. So, for example, in Meridian Public School District this year, we're going to a one-to-one -one initiative with Chromebooks. So every student in grades 5th through 12th will have a Chromebook. Well, as a parent of a ninth grader in the school district, I want to know, what am I supposed to be doing to help my child with this? Or how can I make sure my child is safe as it relates to technology? Well, when parents come to this event, the students actually teach parents how this device or how these items will be used in, in the classroom. So whether it be a science fair project, whether it be technology, whether it be the importance of attendance in the classroom, it's not about the teachers and the leaders sharing this information with parents, it's about students educating parents and teaching parents why are these things important? And you know, it never hurts to offer food and, and hmm. student entertainment as a part of these events. We're really excited because our first event, we only had 50 parents, um, took us about nine months giving students, I mean, parents a voice through parent advisory. And those advisory team members, and I shared this this morning, came up with the idea of a first class ticket to a world class education. And from that, we ended up with an event where we had 500 parents. And it really took those parents, representatives from each school, coming together, talking with us about what is it we need to do as school officials to open our doors and be more friendly towards our parents. Wow, thank you. Um, and so as a result of engaging more families, more parents in your school community, what, what kinds of changes are you seeing in students? Well, in your school? I mean, how, is the culture of the school, do you, is there any kind of like noticeable difference with so many parents who are now more involved? For Meridian Public School District, and I had an opportunity to share this in my session, um, we're so unique because we have the opportunity, and notice I say opportunity, Mary, we partner with the Department of Justice as it relates to student discipline. So our parents now have a voice 
as it relates to sitting down and having conversations about what supports they feel their children need to be successful. And that's done in such a non-threatening way now. Instead of a parent coming and you, you as an educator laying out a laundry list of why this child is not being successful, it's really about having a dialogue about what do you feel we need to do to better meet the needs of, of your son or your daughter. And the child is actually sitting at the table too, having conversations about what he or she feels we need to do differently as school officials to help them. So when I look at the results of this work, we're excited because parents feel like they can trust us a little more. They are able to come to the school and have dialogue with us. Sometimes we still do home visits too, those are key, because we do have that sector of parents that are still kind of wavering and on the fence and trying to figure out, okay, are they really going to do what they say they're going to do? So for us, it's about meeting the student, meeting the parent where they are, and trying to meet their needs. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, there seems to be a consistent theme here of um, where you've really flip the equation around so it's not the educators the administrators um, talking at telling others what to do and how to do it but really teaching the students and their parents how to uh, advocate for themselves and it sounds like you as a school community are really listening to what the students and families need and that's big for us it's about empowering um, now, has, has the district always had that approach, or? No. Our, our history uh, previously was, and it wasn't that we didn't want to do the right thing by all children. I think it was really having the tough conversations about what we need to do differently. When you look at parental engagement or involvement data, it said the parents weren't coming. You would host a, a parent literacy night and you would have 25 out of 200 parents. And the thought process was, if you're going to put the effort, let's really see what it is parents need. And listening to their voice and, and hearing them has been major for us because it's giving us an opportunity to really make our entire community work together in a collaborative space. How did how did your educators receive that information and um, start to embark on a new way of doing business in your school community? Our educators, and, and I have to say this, educators in, in Meridian are resilient. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes as educators, we're faced with tough decisions. Being able to take those challenges, and I say this as a school leader, take challenges and turn them into opportunities. And so as we look as a school community, there may have been a little bit of resistance, but more importantly, most teachers come to the table wanting to do what's best for children. So when you put a suggestion out there, when you're having dialogue, when you're having conversation, when you're giving teachers a voice as well, it makes it a whole lot easier to make the shift. Yes, there's still fear. Yes, there's still concern about how do we make this happen in every classroom, every day, every school in the district. But for the most part, people come together and they want to do us right by children. And, and the shift is a little bit easier as we continue to have a common language, a common theme throughout our district. And is, are there elements of the SWIFT Center approach that are resonating particularly with Meridian? Yes, there are so many elements. When I think about um, MTSS, multi-tiered systems of support. Yeah. Yes, when I think about uh, behavior, inclusive practice, mm -hmm. uh, as I think about the 
family and school community engagement piece. There's so many. The administrative leadership piece, so many of the domains, depending on our situation at that time, they're evident in the work that we do. Notice I keep going back to student voice. From a standpoint of the superintendent's seat, I have a concept in our district that we call Leadership 52. So a lot of our decisions are not just made from my office as the superintendent. They're made with the collective voice. So I pull all 52 of the leaders together. We meet once a month, and we call those our SWIFT team meetings. And what happens in that environment, we'll take a problem, a scenario, a goal, whatever it is we're working to achieve, and those leaders come together, and we divide into teams and groups, and we attack it. So sometimes the answers don't come from the superintendent's office. They come from that lead teacher or that instructional coach or that principal who is boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. And so we found that concept to be really successful in Meridian. And it's because of that we're able to say that we don't have any failing schools. We're also able to say that on the most recent assessment, the park assessment, that we had seven of our schools to maintain or show gains on a much more rigorous assessment. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. Um, so what do you see as the most exciting thing happening in Meridian right now? The fact that we are saving the lives of children is the most exciting thing that's happening in Meridian for us. The work is still difficult, but when I look at the opportunity that the work allows us to have as teachers, as leaders, as community partners, the fact that we are able to continue to meet the needs of children is, is one of the greatest accomplishments I like to celebrate. And for our listeners, um, if you had one piece of advice to promote all means all and school-wide transformation toward inclusive equity-based education, what would it be? I think my advice in this area would be to don't allow fear to block the opportunities. As, as Nike says, or one of the athletes, do it anyway. Mm. So when you start thinking about what it is your kids need in the classroom, when you start thinking about what your child needs as a parent or as an administrator, when you're trying to make decisions as it relates to parents, students, teachers, sometimes we have to do it in spite of fear, in spite of uncertainty. So being able to make the commitment to do what it takes to meet the needs of all children, that's critical. That's the one piece of advice I would leave you. That is great advice. Um, and Dr. Amy Carter, I just would like to thank you for your time this afternoon. And I'm sure our SWIFT audience is uh, going to want to know how to learn more about what's happening in Meridian in Mississippi. So I'll direct them to swiftschools.org. Click on our partner site and Click on the state of Mississippi and you will find newsletter articles, other blog posts uh, written by people representing your school district and more about all the exciting things that are happening there as well as all of your school's contact information. So again, thank you so much, Amy, for this time this afternoon and for all that you're doing that we're able to learn from and what we're learning from what's happening and Meridian is being shared across the country and other schools are able to uh, take your examples and implement them in their schools. So thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you.